All right, guys, our next guest is a busy man. When he's not fighting, he's fighting fires, protecting your community. He's gaming on Twitch. He's got the jabs, Just Awkward Buddies podcast. He's got his own coffee. He's months away from welcoming his new son into the world, the former UFC heavyweight champion and consensus greatest UFC heavyweight of all time. And more importantly, the man behind Stipe Miocic's extra strength coffee, Stipe Miocic himself. Welcome back to Smisher Radio. How are you, man? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Good, man. Good. We're doing good, and we're happy to have you on. It's been a while since we've gotten a chance to speak to you. So this Jabs podcast, man, I feel like, you know, every time we get you on, we're asking you all these questions, and now you sort of flipped it around. You're on the other side of the mic. Has it kind of given you a different perspective on all these media things that you've had to do over the years? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's, I mean, still a little bit different. We haven't had too many guests. We're getting more and more. We, we're getting it all set up now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely does. I think uh, knowing what to say and not to, like, talk about things that people have no idea what you're talking about. So you got to kind of, like, keep, that, keep it in hindsight, I guess. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of faking going on whenever we do these podcasts. But there's uh, also the dream list of guests, right? Obviously, you're always on our dream list of guests. We've been lucky enough to speak to you over and over over the years. But who's in the top three Stipe dream list of guests uh, for the podcast? You know, I don't, I've never really thought about it like that. Honestly, I think uh, just someone being on the podcast, I think it's good enough for me. You know, <laughs> I'm I mean, just happy. You know, it's great for LeBron James wouldn't be on there anymore. He left you guys. He ditched you. I, no worries. Listen, he brought us a title. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> always, always welcome on, on the show. Dude, also, you are, I want to say about three months, I think, from welcoming your new son into the world. Is that right? I think so, yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think three, four, yeah, three months, right, roughly. What's, yeah. what's the anticipation like? It's kind of around the corner, man. I, my wife's over it, you know. <laughs> yeah, she just sits there and she's just like, you know, you know she, she's so happy and grateful to be pregnant, but she's just like, man, it just sucks because... You know, she's just she's got to watch what she does, and she can't do a lot of things she wants to do, and and uh, so. But I'd say she's excited. She's gonna get her baby boy. So I'm, I mean, I'm sad. So of course, I'm excited to have a son as well. But she's gonna have someone on her team now because my my daughter's all about me. So, <laughs> what's the process of choosing names? Um, do you guys have a specific way that you do it? And uh, is there a chance you could put up a Twitter poll and just let the fans decide? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, so I. Me and my wife had a deal. I said, if we have a daughter, you can name her. You know, if we have a son, I want to name her. She said, okay. And then that was thrown out the window. So, <laughs> so she chose you Mila. That, that was her, her choice. Yeah, you know, she's like, I'm carrying the child for 10 months. I don't care. I'm naming a child. <laughs> Is that? Oh, no. That's my opinion. It wasn't it's like she's not going to take my thoughts. She definitely wants to hear my opinion. Okay. What, what would you say is the biggest thing you're looking forward to doing with your son? when he's born so many like father-son ideas i know you've had that opportunity with with your daughter what's the biggest thing for you with your son i, yeah, I don't know i mean i just all i care about is that my, both my children become great people and appreciative of everything they do and just you know we be kind to one another and, and everyone else in the world that's all i really care about honestly how important is it for you to be a role model for your son obviously your daughter as well and what would you say is the biggest the most important thing you feel like you can pass down to your son Maybe something that you've learned from all these years of being in MMA. I, you know, it's, I, it's like, you know, hard. sometimes in life you get knocked down, but just how you get back up, man, dust yourself off and keep moving forward no matter what. Mm. 
I feel like that's kind of the big theme in your career as well. Even just like early days, coming back and winning the title and uh, even just kind of like the narrative at the moment. Um, but man, I've got to say, we've been stalking your Instagram and we see you bulking up. There's a lot of a uh, lot of thirst trap photos putting up. Stipe <laughs> looking uh, looking like a beast in the gym. Um, how's the bulk going, man? Going good, man. You know, slowly but surely. You know, uh, steady wins a race, and so just you know, I'll be getting there. Mm. What kind of stuff are you specifically doing to get bigger for this? No, I'm just definitely eating more and just you know not really worrying about like I'm doing my cardio, but not as much as I would usually do, and uh, and it looked a little bit heavier. Mm. What what was sort of the catalyst? What was the main thing that made you decide? Because uh, I know, like in your last few fights, people were almost surprised. Like you look so trim, you look uh, downsized. What was the big catalyst that made you decide? You know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get bigger and bulk up for my next fight. Well, I think just a little bit bigger, give me a little bit more power, um, you know, and stuff like that. I, I mean, last couple of fights, I wasn't trying to lose a weight; just kind of came off. So I'm just trying to keep it on. Like I think I have a high metabolism, so doesn't that doesn't help my cause. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, I'm just going to try to gain weight and, you know, just, if anything, just gain a little bit more weight, just get really sh- a lot stronger. It's all I care about, you know, I just want to, you know, get a little bit more power in my punches. I think, you know, I can definitely do that. And I think just, uh, you know, just a little bit more size will help. Mm. Was there ever a moment in that last Nganu fight where you felt, uh, like a big sort of, I guess, disadvantage in strength or, or disadvantage in power at all? Any, any moments like that in the fight? No, man, not at all. I mean, hitting some good shots in the beginning, I took them and then, uh, you know, he did good on the wrestling. I, you know, didn't have the greatest shot, but he did everything he was supposed to. He tucked my head, got out, um, you know, came swimming after, and I felt good. I, I still felt good. And then uh, I hit him with the right hand, and I came in a little, a little too little sloppy, and he caught with the left hook, and, you know, that was it. It's interesting because when you put on a little bit of size and weight, some people modify their style a little bit as well. I'm wondering, is, is there going to be much of a change of style when we see you next? I know the physique might be a little bit different, but is it more of the same, or are you looking to sort of change things up a little bit in your style department as well? I don't know. We'll see. You know, we'll, uh, you know, when we get to that road, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we'll take it or not. You know, I'm just going to keep getting better, keep getting stronger, and just get a little bit better, a little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always curious about this. You know, like we're not fighters ourselves, but. There's always that battle, right, Stipe, between cardio, speed, and power. Like, sometimes you just fall in love a little bit when you're in the gym with, hey, man, I'm so quick. And then you're like, oh, some of the power's gone. And then sometimes you fall in love with knocking dudes out and having these massive shots. And you notice a little bit of that speed is gone. So how do you kind of balance that, man? Because you've been known for your movement. You're known for your power, your, your footwork. You know, one of the best of all time. But at the same time, you've got that power there as well. Yeah, I think uh, just having the right, you know, have the best coaches in the world, so they, they you know, we, we figure it out, and, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, they'll, they'll have a good game plan for me like we did last time, and just, you know, fortunately, the plan didn't work out the way you wanted it, but, I mean, that's life, and, you know, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, so it's going to test it in next time. Mm. Um, how much bigger do you want to be, Stipe? What's kind of the, the goal, the ideal weight? Uh, you're not trying to be, like, you know, overweight by any means. We're just going to try to get a little bigger, stronger, you know, so... You know, get up like my old days, like 240, 245, maybe a little bigger than that'd be great, you know. Mm. What What are you weighing now, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, close to 240. Mm. Awesome. And it's, I mean, it's been a little while since that fight with Francis went down. How do you look back on that fight and sort of, I, it, it was a tough night in the office. What, what sort of stands out to you now that you think about that fight? Uh, you know, I want to rematch. I want to get my title back. You know, he mm. took something that was mine and... Drives me nuts every day.
Did you watch the fight back? Like, are you the kind of guy who who goes back, watches watches the tape? I know some fighters just never watch their fights. No, I, I knew what I did wrong. I mean, I saw a thousand memes of me getting knocked out with the guitar in my hand and stuff like that. Oh wow! So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, the internet never loses. So, um, no, yeah, man, I'm gonna you know wait for that call. So, I, you know, I think his him and Lewis are gonna fight next, and I will get the winner. Let me ask. I always wonder, right? Because like, yeah, the internet is undefeated. You see so many memes, and you never really think about. Uh, I guess the the target. What what is it like for you? You know, seeing all those memes. I know you're a guy with like a great sense of humor, very like self deprecating. But what what is it like seeing those kind of memes? Do you brush it off? Do you just kind of laugh about it, or is it a bit more like, well, hey, I was actually there. I'm the guy where you know I was in there. No, I mean when I was younger, maybe I was like I get a little bit more butt hurt. But yeah, what are you gonna do? There's nothing you can do. You know, <clears throat> I've done such I've done such a great career so far. Mm. I'll keep it going. You know, my wife even laughed. She thought it was pretty funny. She laughed at the memes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Good ones. I'll tell you what, man. If you want to build someone's character, just put them in the firehouse for a couple of months and they'll mm. toughen right up. Um, no. you, you mentioned uh, how, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned how uh, you fired up because he took something that's yours. And you you were such a dominant champion, Stipe. And I mean, you've had those battles with Daniel Cormier. You came back and forth. You got that title. But would you say that this is the most you've been fired up in quite some time after this loss? Yeah, I mean, I'm always fired up after a loss. You know, I just, I hate losing. You know, I've lost a few times and just a lot of losing just drives me nuts, man. I hate, I hate losing. I'm very competitive and I like winning. I remember the, the after the Daniel Cormier fight, the first one, um, you were so adamant. You were like, you know, I, I know what I did wrong and I know that I can beat him. And, um, you know, it was a big kind of narrative. And then obviously you, you proved everybody right. Um, is it a similar situation when you watch back that Nganu fight? Um, do, you, do, you, do you have that same confidence where you're like, I know exactly how I can win the rematch? Oh, 100%. Yeah, there's no question. I, uh, you know, it was his night. I'm not going to take that away from him. And you didn't get lucky. He just, you know, caught with a punch I didn't see. And it is what it is. And, uh, you know, congrats to him. He won the title. But, uh, you know, I'm coming back here what's mine. And, uh, you know, I know I did wrong. And, Go back stronger and better and uh, more more prepared and, and take back what's mine. Mm. Is there anything you can apply from from that redemption against Daniel Cormier where you had the rematch, you were able to, to, to right the wrongs, and now this would be, uh, you know, if, if you end up fighting Ngannou again, this would be another time, you know, avenging yourself and, and finding yourself in a rematch. Any lessons you can take away from that DC experience you can apply here? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, well, every fight's different, you know, no matter mm. if it's the same guy or not. Um, yeah, you definitely can just, you know, just just weather the storm and be, you know, wait, wait, you know, just do your thing and not worry about anything else and know what you know what you did last time that you did wrong, knowing what you did, mistakes you made, and just you know, make sure you're not doing it again. It's interesting because with a DC fight, right? So obviously DC was able to beat you, and then you came back and you beat DC. Whereas here, you beat Francis, and now he's come back and he's beaten you. And I'm just wondering, how can you sort of can you compare sort of losing to DC? to lose in a Francis and which one do you feel like sort of gave you the most fire? Do you feel like you're more fired up now than you were after that DC loss? Is there any no. kind of difference di difference in the feeling for you? No, no difference. I'm fired up on both. I hate losing. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, it drives me nuts and uh, you know, I just want to you know, get my rematch and get mine, get my belt back. I guess the good thing is Dana White said the other day that, um, with, I guess, the negotiations kind of falling through with John Jones, it looks like you'll be facing the winner of Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou. What did you make of that news? Great news. I, to, to, I, this is what I was expecting, but you, know, you never know what can happen, but uh, I'm, I'm happy with that.
Yeah, I was going to say, like, sometimes you wonder, like, is that the case or is this more public negotiations with, with John Jones? Do you, does it feel real to you? Do you buy it that, yeah, you, you will be facing the winner? Or are you thinking, well, hopefully it's not a case where they, they come to a deal with John Jones and then, you know, you, you have to fight somebody else? Or when I get a contract, then, then it'll be real. But there, there's no contract at the moment. What a, what a stupid no. question. You got, you got the title fight ahead. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Speaking of that title fight, Steve, I mean, what do you think of who the winner's going to be? Uh, Derek Lewis is coming in with quite a bit of fire here, and he knows Nagano well by this point. Um, he kind of knows what to expect. But Francis looks like he's made quite a lot of improvements. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't care who it is. You know, I, I you know, would love to fight Francis again for the rematch and, you know, kind of get my that W back over him in the rubber, in the rubber match. But... uh yeah, um, yeah, I don't care who it is, honestly. But uh, you know, I, I don't. I'm not preferring anyone. But if I if I had a choice, I would love to fight Ingano again, just because you know he beat me last time and took the belt. Mm. Did you see Derek's comments, by the way? He was speaking to the schmo, and uh, I know Derek's kind of like you know funny guy, likes to say things. But he he said that he believes you're you're punch drunk, and he said that your days of chasing the belt are over. Did you make anything of those comments? No, nah, punch drunk. I have no idea what he's talking about. But okay, <laughs> it's it's one of those. Hot, it's fire. I said that. Sir, beg your pardon. His balls are probably too hot. It's fire. He said that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man. Well, you know, people are trying to break into his van. All sorts of things are always happening to Derek Lewis. The other guy that Casper mentioned before, Steepa. I want to get your thoughts on this as well. Um, is John Jones because a lot of people are always linking you and John Jones together. It's obviously a fight that fans have wanted to see in quite some time but john jones has come out and said that he's not going to be fighting you uh next he actually went on twitter he said i'm not here to fight stipe i will defend my title against him no problem but i'm waiting for the biggest draw and i'm willing to wait what do you make of him sort of not looking to fight you anytime soon oh it is what it is you know i mean listen uh i'm not a matchmaker i'm not worried about it what, what he thinks or says i'm just I'm here to get my rematch and get my belt back you know my my Punch drunk ass. <laughs> is there is there any kind of draw card for you to fight John at heavyweight? I mean, outside of the title, I suppose he's that guy that everyone's been chasing to to give him that first loss. I guess you, you know people see you as the goat. You've broken so many records, and that could be another thing that's just added to your legacy. Does that at all sort of stand out to you? Yeah, of course. I mean, he's one of the you know pound for pound. As far as ever of all time, I mean, he's done so well, but it'd be great, you know. I mean, uh, but I'm not gonna worry about you know what he wants to do and how much he wants to get paid. I'm, I'm here, here for one goal, and that's to get my belt back. Mm. Do you feel like he's earned a, a shot at the title at, at heavyweight? I know he's proven himself a light heavyweight, and obviously, you want your rematch as quickly as possible. Um, but obviously, even the talks of John Jones fighting the winner of Lewis and Ngannou, where do you stand on that? Yeah, you know, listen, I'm not a matchmaker. Like I said before, I'm just, you know, I'm a fighter. And if I was a matchmaker, I wouldn't be fighting. Mm. So, like, it's not my decision. It's the UFC's decision. And, you know, it's what they want. Mm. And just quickly, because Dana said that, uh, Dana made it sound like we offered John Stipe and he wasn't interested. Was that fight ever offered to you? Was there a point? Uh, re no contract, nothing? Mm. Nothing. Mm. I saw it, I guess, so. I mean, yeah. I think a grand salt. Don't mean a thing unless you, you ain't got that ring. And the other thing I was going to say is, is it kind of a weird situation? Because, you know, we've seen some of these divisions, Stipe, where it's kind of like 
middleweight, for example, a lot of the matchups have already happened and we're like, oh, what's going to be for the title next? Light heavyweight, for example, where it's like not quite sure where that's going to go. Whereas heavyweight all of a sudden it has had this explosion. Like, you know, you've got guys like Nagano, you've got guys possibly like John Jones, you've got, you know, maybe a couple other fun matchups. Does that kind of excite you that the division is kind of at this point where everybody really wants to see all these fights and there's some kind of fun matchups for you to get sort of amped up for? Yeah, no, definitely. I think, uh, you know, the heavyweight division is you know, one of the best divisions because it's the big boys. It's the way everyone wants to watch. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just happy that, you know, definitely coming out and, you know, guys are moving on up and making people excited again. Mm. Time frame wise, I mean, obviously, you've got the bulk happening at the moment. You've got your, your new baby coming <coughs> in about three months. Um, what would the time frame for your return look like? Um, if, when would you be available? Well, we'll see. You'll see when they want to give a, a rematch. <laughs> do you think it could be, you know, potentially this year, or do you think it'd have to wait till next year? Yeah, maybe early next year. I don't know. Nice, very exciting. It'd be very exciting to see who wins uh, between Derek and Francis, and then obviously very exciting to see, uh, you know, when this rematch gets potentially booked. Uh, the other thing, before we go on, Steve, the other thing that I'm excited for is, well, the feeling of never cutting my balls while shaving ever again. Uh, if you've ever been in the situation where you're in a bit of a rush, you've got to quickly shave the beans uh, ahead of work, or maybe a hot date, or maybe just, uh, you know, doing your trimming, and then you nick yourself, you cut yourself, and then two seconds later, you basically got a mural of blood in your shower. Not a good situation. <laughs> Say goodbye to all of that with Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0 with its skin-safe technology. Never nick your boys ever again. The sign Scientists, the engineers at Manscaped, I believe they spent over 18 months perfecting and crafting this device to make it the best uh, personal grooming device on the market so that you never cut your balls ever again. They've also got fantastic other products uh, that will keep your boys nice and smooth, nice and smelling good and uh, hygienic as well. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 comes with an LED light and it is waterproof and up to 90 minutes of battery life. It is the perfect tool for keeping your beans smooth, and they're also giving you 20% off with the code SUBMISSION. So I know the end of the financial year is coming around the corner, so maybe you can write it off as a, as a, as a business expense to keep your ball smooth with the code SUBMISSION and get that 20% off. Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, Cass. The only Nick that you want to see are the Knicks in the NBA playoffs. And you know who can help you do that? Surfshark. That's right, guys. Surfshark giving you guys a crazy, crazy deal. You guys get, you guys get 30 days money back guarantee policy. So when you try, you don't have to hesitate. And the deal is 83% off and an extra three months for free. You guys can go to surfshark.deals forward slash submission now and make sure to check out all the stuff that we're missing out on. I mean, so much stuff right now, Cats. you got the NBA playoffs. You can watch the, uh, the Celtics embarrass me yet again this year. The boxing, cornhole championships, AEW. There's a ton of movies and shows. You want to watch that Friends reunion, but you don't want to wait? Surfshark will get you sorted. Make sure to go to surfshark.deals forward slash submission and enter promo code submission for an 83% discount and three extra months That's for right. free. Surfshark, the best VPN out there. Never underestimate the importance of having a good VPN, protecting yourself, and also getting those shows that you want to watch, like Dennis mentioned. But speaking of importance, and just going back to you, Stipe, um, in terms of like, I mean, it's pretty clear that you want you want the immediate rematch, right? Mm. What What is it that, about you that is so, I guess, eager to get the immediate rematch? Where some fighters, they might want to, you know, 
take another fight and I guess, uh, you know, boost the confidence, you know, get their feet under them. What is it that makes you feel so confident that you can go straight back into a rematch, potentially with Ngannou, um, without any kind of warm-up fights? Because I have the best coach in the world. I mean, that's, that's where I'm at today. It's because my coaches. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's definitely, there's a storyline there as well, so people can't wait to see it. I'm wondering, Stipe, as well, I mean, a lot of people always mentioning, hey, like, this guy, one of the goats in MMA, would he ever, like, jump over, do a boxing match before it's all said and done? Before we sort of go back to the MMA thing, has that ever sort of crossed your mind with so many big names in the heavyweight division and boxing and it blowing up like it sort of did in the 90s? Yeah, definitely. I think it'd be exciting, you know, something different, um, new, a new challenge, as you would say. Um, yeah, I definitely, I would definitely love a crossover and try something like that. That'd be, that'd be kind of fun. Would it be a situation where it would have to be like, you, you go back into the UFC, maybe you get the belt back, and then after you retire from MMA, you go into boxing? Or would it be a situation where you could even do it at the same time while still, still being an MMA, still being an active fighter, sort of crossing over at that point? Well, when I get my belt back, not maybe. Um, <laughs> when, yeah, no, I don't know. You know, we'll see. Um, you know, just you know, right now my my main focus is getting that belt back. Mm. Okay, we'll get off boxing, but just one more question from me: uh, If if you did go to boxing, who would it be? Who, who would be the big fish that you'd be chasing after? Well, of course, either uh, Fury or uh, Joshua. Would it be a case of whoever sort of? Uh, sorry. Or even Wilder. Wilder, what what would what what would be the I guess allure for you between those guys? Is it whoever's holding the belt, or is it just something else? What, what would it be for you? I think it's the toughest one out of all three, I guess. Mm. You know, I guess you know, I, I, yeah, the one that's probably the best of all three, you know, or just who's fighting the best, I guess. As we wrap up, Stepe, just because we did stalk you on Instagram and there were all those nice thirst traps for us to pay attention to, <laughs> we did notice a great post where you said, uh, May 15th, 2016 goes down in history as one of the best accomplishments of my life. One of the greatest feelings in the world is getting that strap around my waist, being blessed to have that feeling six times. And I would love to finish my career with lucky number seven, hashtag belt season. Um, what exactly did you mean by finish your career with lucky number seven? What, what sort of break it down for us? Well, just don't get another belt. I mean, get number seven, lucky number seven. Yeah, but I mean, like, as we're reading it, is it how likely is it that you would retire if you won the belt back? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, right now, it's, you know, like, maybe I should have put in better, better words. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the words are great. I think the words are great. They paint a good picture. But, uh, yeah, I know right now, it's, you know, lucky number seven, man, just get that belt and, uh, you know, we'll worry about it after I get that belt and then we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was just going to say, because like, I sense a theme with you, obviously, like, I know you've always talked about hard work and something that you want to show to your kids, your daughter, and obviously your son that's around the corner. And I almost feel like nothing would, do you feel like this is kind of a, an opportunity to further prove that, you know, you get knocked down in life, you come back. The hard work kind of pays off. What what a storybook ending to you know come back, win the belt, and retire as champion, right? Yeah, I mean, I just want to show my kids that you know their dad was a punch drunk, you know, <laughs> chasing dream guy, that, that chasing title guy that you know has no more chances, and you know get that chance and get it back and shut a lot of people up. Well, I'll tell you something, Steve Pay. One thing's for sure. It's been too long since we've spoken to you, and it's always fun catching up, man. What an exciting time you've got. Your son on the way. The new podcast, which is absolutely awesome. Everybody can check out Jabs, Just Awkward Buddies podcast, where the guys 
Honestly, breakdown, so many fun stories. There's that great bar fight story that Stipe spoke about with his coach and all sorts of really cool things. And I really like the opportunity to get to know you behind the scenes a little, Stipe, because you got a great sense of humor that everybody needs to sort of get a hold of. And of course, Stipe Miocic's extra strength coffee, uh, tackle life with that extra strength oh. coffee. I mean, I don't want to say that it's... Uh, It'll get rid of COVID for you, but it'll, it'll help you get away from it a little bit quicker. So <laughs> Stipe Miocic is extra strength coffee. Follow the man at Stipe Miocic, always with the great posts and the thirst traps. Stipe, we appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for coming onto the program. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. 